Look at us go. We nailed it. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my non-binary friends, welcome to Mental Health Monday. Uh, we have five amazing questions from the community. Well, four and a lovely comment. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going to get right into it. Appreciate you guys for being here. Appreciate you for listening. Let's have some fun. All right. I want to get rid of or not get rid of get to this question at uh, first. Zach K says, not a question. Just hope you have a great day. Zach, thank you, sir. All right, starting us off on the actual questions today comes from Heather K. Can you share some tips for knowing what your needs are in a relationship and how to share those with a partner? For me, I have found it hard to know what your needs are in general. Ooh, good question. Dear Lord, can you share some of the tips for knowing what your needs are in a relationship? I think that this can be, this can be tricky for me, I should say. I sh well, thinking about how to express it to someone else, it makes it seem tricky because all of our needs are so different. And one of the things that I think worked for myself in trying to figure out what my needs were were writing some of the things that I know I love to do. And in order for myself to be the happiest, what activities do I have to do? That's pretty much what it was. And based on what I know I love to do, I will then know where someone else fits into that. For example, if, and then this is also an analysis of your friendships as well. How are you in your friendships? What are your needs and wants in those, in the friendships that you have? Because a lot of times I feel that that can inform the relationship. So for myself, I know that I love to be active. I love to be witty. I love making people laugh. I love having deep conversations. I love going to the gym, jujitsu, volleyball. I love being with my friends. I love going on walks with my animal. I love um, eating good food. And if that means that someone cooks, great. If not, that's also great. Then we can figure out a way to just have amazing food together. Uh, go to stand-up comedy. So I have all those things that I know I love to do, right? Now, that means that when I'm entering in a relationship, this is where it's sort of, it starts to go to compatibility. You have to then be your own barometer in terms of what you want in terms of the time spent together in, in terms of amount of activities done together and how important that is to you. Because for me, I know that, I mean, I'm working seven to eight hours, usually nine after it goes to editing on the computer. I'm usually gone for about an hour and a half to two hours to go to the gym in the morning. If I'm going to jujitsu, make that three, three and a half. 
And then when I end work, I have about three to four hours in the evening. So then it starts coming to, okay, is that person available at that time? This, I mean, it's a lot more difficult when you're in a relationship and you're trying to figure out your needs while still maintaining the relationship. That was something that I wasn't able to manage. As you guys know, I was in a relationship. I broke up with her because despite the fact that we had incredible communication, incredible compatibility, there was just that feeling of, I need to be alone. I, I can't be accountable for another person. I'm too independent right now. And just with how our lives were structured, it made it difficult for me to maintain my routine and be able to do those things. So that's, that's where, I, at least if I know for myself, I would want someone that wants to do the gym with me or one of those activities, uh, activities a morning walk, something like that, so that I know that, we, and so, okay, then I will stop. Then it's taking that list and it's saying, okay, if I have another person in my life, you know their schedule, you know, ideally, how they typically go about their day, is my day or how I want to spend my day compatible with how they want to spend their day? If this person wants to wake up at 10 o'clock and wants to blast rap music on the way to, well, first of all, if they're waking up at 10, like it's not going to work, you know? So automatically I need to be with someone that's a morning person. And so I think it's figuring out what your needs are. And then it's figuring out where you're willing to compromise and where you're not willing to compromise. That would be a better idea. Maybe sometimes I should go over these before stream. And so I can have a little bit more concise answer for you guys. But I also like my brain work. I also like to see how we get to where we get there. So yes, that's what it is. That would be the beautiful order that we go. So writing that list or having a list or knowing just what you love to do as a human being, if you were to have the perfect day, the perfect week, what would you be doing? How would you do it? Boomtown. Or, and then, of course, how are you doing it right now? Because those two might be different. And then when it comes to either your ideal day or how you're currently spending your day, you have to take the, what is, what you're willing to compromise in that you don't have to do that thing and what you're uh, not willing to compromise on. So for me, going to the gym, being active in the morning, doing that, not a compromise. This work, this time, not a compromise. My evenings, those can be a little bit of a compromise. So we, so that's where, you know, if there's something that she likes to do, boom, we can do that. If there's something that we like to do together, which would be the most ideal, we can do that. But that's also something that you have to figure out for yourself is how many things do you want to do by yourself? How many things do you, would you like your partner to be able to join you on? And how many things do you need your partner to be joining you, uh, joining you on, right? All those things matter. And so that's the best starting point that I can really give you. Um, yeah, so that's how, that's how I would start going about that. Just sit and write. If I were to have the perfect day, what do I want to do? Or what, even if I'm not currently doing those things, what things make me the most happy throughout my day? And then from there, you can figure out, okay, of these things that I enjoy doing, what is the most important things for me that I want to do with my partner, that I would like to do with my partner, and that I need to do with my partner? And then 
you from there can figure out whether shit is gonna is viable or not because if there's if you have certain things that are like i need to do this with my partner in order to be to be satisfied and and to feel connected and whatever your reasons are and they're not going to do that that's not really putting you in a place for success that's just going to continue to to make you upset and feel neglected unheard whatever that might be so i hope that's a good place to start making that list to figure out what makes you the happiest figuring out what on that list is things that you want to do by yourself things that you would like to do with your partner things that you really want to do with your partner and things you need to do with your partner and then bring them that list and that that even comes down to how you want to communicate how you want to go on vacation how you want to spend time with kids how you want to as much of that as you could possibly possibly uh think of um because yeah some of you are going to want to spend a lot of time individually and have an hour or two that you connect with your partner some of you are going to want to build a life around doing things with your partner there's no right or wrong way to live life you are one of eight billion people trying to find their own way and it's not going to be what anyone else might say and it might be what everyone else says you never know again it's you so find those things uh write that list down and see if you can get a little bit closer with that Thank you, Heather, for your question. Appreciate you. All right, now we got Josh D. Beautiful question here. <clears throat> I have always typically been the shy, quiet guy, and in social settings, I am usually the fly on the wall. But when it comes to streaming, I can't really be that guy. I still get a bit of anxiety before hitting that live button. People say, just be yourself. Myself is not the most entertaining. I can be funny and witty, but I have a hard time feeling comfortable enough on stream to be that guy. I fear that I might say the wrong thing, upset someone, or be completely misunderstood. A lot of times people misunderstand my tone when speaking. Obviously, since my shyness and awkwardness, I don't have the best social skills. I know I shouldn't care too much about numbers at all, but I can't help sometimes feeling like I'm a failure or shouldn't really be trying to be a content creator. I just want to be able to build a solid community to where we are all friends. I don't have that many friends IRL. Make some money so I can get out of the work grind that's killing my soul and enjoy some salads with the homies. I love you because of how open you are and how supportive of your community is. So my questions are one, and we're going to go in order of these. Uh, we'll read the questions back and then we'll go back in order. So number one, what can I do to improve myself to make my content more entertaining? So I have more viewers and grow my community. Number two, what can I do to encourage my community to be more active in groups and live chat? Number three, how can I get my community to be as supportive as yours? Thank you for your time. And thank you for everything you do for us. Brother, I appreciate your question and I completely understand exactly where you're where you're at what you're going through man that is not easy and i can guarantee you no matter the level of success that someone has they've felt so much of that um so quite let's start off with question number one what can i do to improve myself to make my content more entertaining so i have more viewers and grow my community so it feels like you already know the answer to that question because you wrote it in the question. Fear is what's holding you back. People say, just be yourself. Myself is not the most entertaining. I can be funny and witty, but I have a hard time feeling comfortable enough. I fear I might say the wrong thing, upset someone, 
or be completely uh, or completely misunderstood. A lot of people misunderstand your tone when speaking. Um, and obviously, because of the shine, uh, shine awkwardness, you don't have the best social skills. So that's something that you just have to fight through. You have to put yourself in enough of those uncomfortable situations because here's the thing. When it comes to streaming, my belief is that you have four things that you can do. You can have great chat engagement. You can be entertaining, uh, funny, interesting, whatever that special, uh, special sauce that you bring to the stream is. You can be really good at the game and you can have amazing production value. Those four things are going to make you a solid content creator. The more of them you have, the better you'll be able to be. Uh, you, the better you'll be able to be and the more well-rounded and the more things you'll be able to fall up on. So, uh, if you don't have the best community engagement, if you're not trusting yourself enough to use that personality, I love you, but I don't think you're a Z laner when it comes to fragging. And then that leaves uh, production value, which I feel for you is actually pretty solid. So, two of these are easily fixable in terms of just building the confidence of that. Because if you are funny and witty, here, here's, here's the thing. I think you know you well enough where you can tell, you can be the witty, funny person you want to be and not intentionally push boundaries. I think one of the things that I've been trying to do as of recently is be more comfortable making slightly more risque, whatever, sensual jokes, however you choose to phrase it. The reason, though, that I can do that now is because I set such a long-standing pattern, if you will. Uh, I, I'm, try, I'm blanking on the, the term that I'm actually looking for, of knowing that I always mean the best. I always have the best intentions. No matter what type of joke I'm making, no matter what I might accidentally say as a character, you know that John gives a shit and cares about people. So I think that has to come through in a way in order to be able to get away with some of those things. But in terms of building that confidence, that's such a... That's such a tough one for me because I feel as though people might think that it came easy for me, but it didn't. Like I've been doing on cam I, I've been doing acting classes since I was a senior in college. I've been working on what to do in front of a camera and how to be entertaining and all of that since I was a child. I would put on plays with my cousins that we would film. I would be doing improv classes, I would be doing plays and all that sort of thing. So that, it just came with the act of doing it. And so that's also one of the, the good things, I guess, about this is that I can tell a joke and I don't hear laughter. Yeah, I can look at the screen and say, ha, 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 or see, ha, 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 and be like, ah, oh, nailed it. But at the end of the day, it truly just comes to what makes me the happiest. What jokes make me the happiest? What is going on in my brain that makes me go, huh, yeah, I want to say this out loud. 
And guess what? It doesn't matter if people hate it or not. I just love the shit that comes out of my mouth. I have call it egotistical. I call it just understanding my worth and my value and what I bring to the bring to the table as a human being. But I know I'm funny. So I also know that everything that I think is funny, everyone also doesn't think is funny. But as long as I'm entertaining myself, as long as I'm making myself laugh, that's all I care about. And then when you get to that stage where what you you are confident enough to just say what you think is funny, other people are going to catch on to that. And that's the thing is it's also not even about always being funny. It's the confidence in which you say it. Because you can watch someone confidently do bad stand-up and they find a way to make it work. Or at least they just don't burn. But the second you see someone start to doubt themselves, then you as the viewer start to doubt what you're watching as well. But if you watch someone do something bad confidently, it can be a lot more entertaining and interesting. And then it also just, you become more accepting of what you're bringing and what you are. And that kind of just bleeds through and, and starts to attract people. I hope, I, I think that answered that part. So, I mean... Yeah, to make it, so let's read it again after all of those and see if I can pick apart a little bit more of a concise answer. What can I do to, uh, to improve myself, to make my content more entertaining so uh, your viewers grow, your, uh, your viewers and community grow? So yeah, got to find a way to use that confidence to utilize that personality of yours. Because I talked to you, you are a funny guy. You do have a dry tone and a calmer sense, but... When you say something confidently, it's fucking hilarious, especially with your tone, especially with your dry, more sense. If you have someone that just says something confidently like this, just, yeah, that was a shitty kill. And then you're also kind to the people that are engaging. That is, that is funny because that's also sustainable. I don't like sometimes that I am the guy. Sometimes I do just want to be this person. And just, yeah, have you, yeah, you look like you've never played this game before. Oh, you, oh, you do? Mm. Well, you shouldn't. Like that, if you have a community that knows you're giving them shit, you're taking the piss, it's amazing. But if that is done not confidently, it's completely different. So yeah, just find the confidence in your own personality and what you do and know that you need to entertain yourself first. And when you're starting to entertain yourself first and feeling like you're not holding back and feel like you're giving your all, your whole personality, you'd be surprised what changes. So that's part one. Number two, what can you do to encourage your community to be more active in groups and live chat? That's exactly what it is. It's bringing that, it's taking stuff from chat. That's one of my favorite things to do. That's why I love just chatting streams. This is my favorite, favorite thing to do because I, and even if you have one person engage with that one person, because guess what? Someone will come in, see you engaging with that one person, engage, and now you have two people engaging. And then that's a, that's double the things that you had to talk about when that, before, when that first person was there. So that's why I always say, Hey, what's going on? What have you guys been up to? I don't even care if I get the same thing over and over again, but I know that I can read. I can look at that. Think of something funny, 
And who knows, 30 minutes later, we're talking about, uh, we're making a list about M&Ms. That's why, that's where you just, it all, so much of, of, of streaming comes down to confidence. And especially if you know you're a funny person, if you know you have that in you, and I've seen that in you, that needs to come out. Otherwise, yeah, the, the reality is if there, if, if, harsh truth, the tough reality is if you cannot gain the confidence at some point, you don't need to have it now. Of course, no one has it right now, but you need to be actively working on it and want to get to that confidence because if you do not, you won't make it in this business. This is so many people. That's one of the things that's, it's so hard to make it as a sweat right now when it comes to Call of Duty and stuff like that because so many people got the wave of sweat right as uh, as COVID hit. And now it's two years later. There's so, this industry is booming significantly. And so you have to do as much as you can to make yourself different. Why, are you, why is someone going to watch X as opposed to Y? That's also a big question. Is, how, is taking the people that, are, that you're watching and figure out why are people engaging with them? Why are, what makes them different? What can then I bring to the table that makes it so that they're going to want to watch me for X amount of hours as opposed to someone else or spend their money with me as opposed to someone else? And luckily, a lot of the goals and the things that I wanted to do solely became, it solely came from entertaining and wanting to have an amazing community. And the rest of that just fell into place. I was able to figure it out almost after based on what I just wanted to do. So yeah, that in order to encourage the community to be more active, you then have to be more active. You have to be starting the conversation. You have to be the leader of what, is going on and if you're getting no response because maybe no one's there or people are lurking then you talk about whatever the f you want to talk about if you want to talk about a beautiful recipe that you made earlier in that day you talk about that recipe if you saw someone do something weird you talk about it you find a way so that you engage people that's the thing. It's not just asking how are you and someone responding. Of course, that's engagement. But getting someone to engage means to excite them, to make their brain think, ooh, what are they going to say next? What are they going to do next? What's about to happen next? What's happening right now? What is, what's going on? This seems interesting. What, what is he about? And that's it. If that, that's why I think I found so much success earlier on in solos was because I would talk through my gameplay. Now, I don't do that as much because I, when I, I try and frag out in solos and because the audio sucks, I can't hear myself talk or I can't hear the game because I'm hearing myself talk in my headphones. But that's why at least, or during spectating or solos, I engage with chat. That way I'm, I'm multitasking. When I don't have chat to talk to, I'm finding ways to talk to myself to make it so that when someone tunes in, they don't just see ideally a face staring at a game. Uh, a game at a, uh, They don't tune in to see a face staring at a screen, not really doing much. So fortunately, I'm at the place now where there's such an engaging community in the canine unit and pup club right here that I can stare at the screen and you guys are doing the work for me essentially by just talking to each other, welcoming new people in, getting them engaged, 
and then saving it so that I have the ability to go to chat and then welcome them myself. If you're not fortunate enough to be in that uh, place yet, then it's on you. It's you being engaging and creating the story from whatever is happening on the screen. Again, that story, whatever that might be, is all up to you. So that is for sure. The more engaging you are, the more enticing you are, the more people are going to want to engage, the more people are going to want to ask. And so that's a good place to start there. And then how can you get your community to be as supportive? Same thing, dude. That's it. It all, that's why if you, if you solidify question one, question one will then solidify question two, question two will then solidify question three. That's it. That's why number one is take care of your community. That's it. That's why I'm, that's why I've loved being on Twitch more because we can do so many more community-based things because I know I don't do as many giveaways or whatever as so many other streamers do. And I know that a lot of you don't care about that. Would it be cool? Yeah. Do I want to get to a point where I do more of those? 100%. But for now, what I'm able to do is give time to stream, to give time to you all and get to do shit with you guys, which is what I love. And so if that means, uh, you know, you run with, well, no, that's how you do that is going to be up to you. I know that I forget how often I would host community games, but it, it, especially if you don't have as big of a community to be able to do that, then you just do some pubs with the people that are watching. If the people that are watching are the people you regularly play with, then that's okay as well. Um, one of the biggest things would also be making sure that you're posting content everywhere and then making sure that that is engaging stuff that, again, just engaging your best stuff. Someone can watch five seconds and they want to continue watching. So, uh, yeah, dude, that's really it. If you can just so much about this industry is confidence and finding a way to make yourself unique. If you can have both of those things, you are going to be far ahead of someone else. Cause even someone that's good at the game who isn't confident and is constantly doubting themselves and speaking negatively, I'm not going to watch that person. But someone who's slightly worse, but confident in their shit, not egotistical, because that gets obnoxious, but confident, I'm going to watch that. So yeah, dude, I know you have it in you. And I know it's, you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in that way. It's so hard. It's awful. Take, if you have the time or the funds, see if there's an improv class around. Honestly, that would be one of the best things that I could recommend for anyone who is trying to get decent at public speaking or something, take an improv class. Every, you would be surprised, especially if you're taking an intro one. Most of them are probably not going to be very good. So you're not going to be judged. And the whole point is to suck at it. The whole point is to just do it. And guess what? Sometimes it's going to get a laugh. Other times it's not. That's, those are the only two options when you tell a joke, when you do anything, is it works or it doesn't. Might as well just go balls to the wall being yourself if it's going to fail when you're not yourself. You know, the old quote, and I just butchered it. Jim Carrey's dad is, if you're going to fail at something you hate, you might as well fail at something you love. That can be... Uh, that can transfer to literally everything. You know, if you can not be successful being uh, with that lack of confidence, you might as well fail being confident as fuck. 
That's what I got. There we go. Sir, I appreciate your question, man. Let's go. Question number three from Jack B. So I need to get back in full training to get back where I was with football. Soccer for you Americans. Thank you. But have a lack of motivation to do a five to six mile run and leg day after an eight to nine hour work shift. So, button. I love that. Thank you. Start smaller. If there's any bit of advice that I can give to anyone who's starting to get back into something, it's that if I'm going to go to the gym, I'm not going to start with a full hour and a half long chest routine. As well, as if I am embodying someone who has not gone to the gym in a long time, I am not going to assume that I'm going to want to go and do an hour and a half at the gym after having not stepped foot in it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off by doing five push-ups at home. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do five push-ups. And I'm going to do that for three days. And then after that, next uh, that following fourth day, I'm going to do 10 push-ups. And then slowly but surely, I'm going to get active enough to the point where I'm not getting enough of a workout. I need to go to the gym. So in relation to your question, I would start with a jog. I don't know where you live. I would start with a jog to the corner of your street and back. And I can almost guarantee you that you're going to want to continue running. So if that motivation carries on, amazing. Continue it, run to the end of the street and come back. If you want to keep going, amazing. Otherwise, at minimum, you run, I heard that, you run to the end of your street and back. That is it. Over time, you slowly increase, you slowly increase, you slowly increase. There's no chance in hell you're going to want to run six miles. I don't even want to go to jujitsu after I stream and I sit. That's it. Jujitsu also takes place on your ass. I, don't, I sit. So maybe do it in the morning. That's also another option. If you don't want to start off small, start at a time where you are more likely to feel motivation. That's why for me, being active when it comes to both jujitsu and the gym is the best for me in the morning. At no point, I'm not even going to want to do five push-ups in the afternoon after I finish. Ain't no chance. I'll do volleyball because my, it's with my friends. Otherwise, I don't want to do anything. So expecting me to then want to go and run five miles after I go to the, after I have my whole day, not going to freaking happen at all. Not going to happen at all. So those two things, either, well, ideally both move it to the morning, start with a tiny little run that you know you will do every single morning. So you make it a habit or keep it with the after, but still it's that small little run, start small, and then over time, as you can, as you maintain that consistently, uh, maintain that consistency, add more, add more, add more, add more. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Jack B for your lovely, lovely question. Now we have Thomas S. Ooh, I love this. How do you know what's that quote unquote right path in career choice? I'm currently a business owner but have kind of lost interest in your business, smoothies and energy teas, but because there is no real growth. It's like, you do, it's like, do I stay and fight for it or go on to a new adventure? You want to go, you want to go to school, never gone before. It's been 12 years since high school. You would go to school for the PA program, physician's assistant. You, was all, uh, you were also given information about becoming 
an insurance agent for State Farm. It's khakis for sure. Here is where I would help others establish more than just auto and home. I would focus on life insurance and other aspects. I know what it's like to lose someone and not have life insurance and the debt that brought on. So. How do you know what's the right path in career choice? I think. I don't know how. That's a great question. How do you know the right? Well, I think that you, that you should let go of the idea of right or wrong. I think that's why I have difficulty understanding this question. Because to believe in right or wrong means that you've chosen something that's either good or bad, which I don't think is the case. I think that you choose what fits your life the best for this given moment and for how you feel in this given moment in time. And I think a relationship is no different. I think so much of life is this way and I get stuck in it. I know we all do in that we all think that there is an absolute objective right or wrong way to go about things. Um, now, of course, when it comes to a relationship, is poor, shitty communication wrong? Yeah. But when it comes to the things that you want to experience, the things you want to do, the feelings you're feeling, I think you're allowed to feel whatever you want. So when it comes to phys physician's assistant or state farm, I also don't know how old you are, but I mean, I'm 29 and I, I get to play video games for a living. And if you would have told me two years ago that this would have been my right career path, I would have told you you were crazy uh, three years ago because I'd been doing this long enough two years ago to know that this was what I wanted to do. But if you would have told me three years ago, hey, dude, you're going to stop acting and you're going to play video games and stream for a living, I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, right, everybody. But I just went with it. I just went with what felt was going to make me the happiest, what brought me the most peace. And so I think that's what you do. Um, if you're not feeling the smoothie and energy tea business, don't do it. Here's the thing. If you've been feeling that way for a certain amount of time that it hasn't changed and you feel you've given it your best effort, personally, I'd say amazing. I had this amazing experience. On to the next. It's time to, it's time to move. It's time to go on. And then I would think, what do what? speaks the most to my heart what's what what do i feel excited to do do i feel excited to go and sell insurance and help people and be able to to be the reason that someone's someone is able to find comfort after a loss or do i want to be a physician's assistant and be able to comfort people in that moment that'll definitely give you the right answer for what you want to pursue and then guess what? If you continue doing that and you realize that it's not for you, amazing. Then you can go and do something else. The beautiful thing about school is it's always going to be there. So if you want to, if you have the opportunity and the network to pursue the state, far, uh, state farm thing right now, you, and that speaks to your heart as well, you might do it. Because guess what? If after six months, you can enroll in school because it's still going to be there. But who knows if the state farm opportunity will be or not.
so yeah, dude, it's really just listening to your heart and envisioning and taking the time to sit and like, what does this look like for me? How is my life going to be structured if this happens? What is my time going to look like? How all of those things. And you'll be able to get to an amazing, amazing, amazing place. Yeah. What's your, what's your passion? Both of those things, it seems like you get to help people. It also depends on where you're at in life. Is now the time where you're able to go to school? Great, do it. Is now the time where you're not and being a, sta- a sales insurance would, would be the best, most peaceful option overall? Because here's the thing. You also have to be realistic. It also just can't bring you the most peace. It also has to bring you the most money. has to be able to just fit in your life in the way that you want to or be able to fit in your life and then sacrifice other things so that it makes the most sense. So that's what I got for you, man. Um, I hope, I hope that helped, but I wish you the best. I, I think you'll be able to do it. And, uh, I trust that you'll be able to come to an amazing decision. that's going to bring you peace. That's all that matters, brother. Um, and then last question we got here from Mr. Zach K. Any suggestions for someone who has plateaued in the gym, trying to increase weight and can't get over that hump? First thing I would say, how's your eating? How's your sleeping? How's everything outside of the gym? Are all of those things informing your workouts to the point where you should be getting stronger? Boomtown. Then I would ask how much you're attempting to increase the weight. Because if you're trying to increase by insane amounts, you might not be able to do that. Also, if you're not giving your body enough rest time uh, and rest, nutrition, all that good stuff outside, then you're not going to continue to see that growth in the gym. So, one of the things that's the easiest, dude, put on two and a half pounds. If you're not increasing it, if you're increasing it by 10, 15 pounds and you're like, oh, I can't get it, fucking put two and a half on that. If you see... So many powerlifting records, sprinters, all of those. It is incremental improvements. Those incremental improvements over time lead to amazing things. Also, don't be, if you're maxing out every single day, stop. There's no point. Should be slow, incremental growth. And if it's not, Make sure that you're getting all those things outside of the gym on. Also, make sure that your training and your life and everything is geared to be getting stronger. Because if you're on a cut and you're wondering why, even though you're working out hard, your strength isn't increasing, you're losing weight. So typically, if you're losing weight, you're expected to also lose strength as well. Some people are able to maintain it and even increase it. Not everyone is those people. Are whatever you get it, so yeah, that's really um, that's really the best bet that I got for you is make sure that you're actually training, not only in the gym but your entire lot. Everything in your life should be structuring you to also get stronger. And if it's not, then you know that's amazing. If also if you're on a cut, you're not going to be getting much stronger. But yeah, take a look at those things and. Uh, Hopefully that helps. But other than that, y'all, that was an amazing first uh, or second 
sorry, Mental Health Monday. So many amazing questions. And I hope, despite all of that rambling and stuff, I, I hope we were able to get some answers there. What I think I'm going to do is read ahead in advance so I can at least have a little bit more of a roadmap uh, to go through to guide you guys on to, to some of those answers. But otherwise, I love that. I greatly appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, I'll catch you next week on another awesome episode of Mental Health Mondays here on the What The Fluff Podcast. Appreciate y'all. Enjoy. I'll catch you on the next one. Whoop, whoop.